Hi, I'm Kate Imbach, and this is Dutch Deadline, where we break down hot topics in the Dutch news in English. A scandal broke in the Netherlands last week, and when I first read about it, I really didn't get it at all. Basically, last week, Samaya Sala, a convicted terrorist turned radicalization expert, was expelled from her political party, accused of stealing 85,000 euros from her mentor, a former party leader. I wondered, how did a terrorist work her way into politics to this extent? Was she a fraud? And if she was, did this mean she was a good con artist or a bad one? So I did a deep dive, and it took me all the way from the multicultural debate about Dutch society in the 1990s to one of the Netherlands' most heinous assassinations to how the public conversation has shifted from how immigrants should be integrated into Dutch society to how to prevent them from coming at all. So here's the story of how a convicted terrorist rose from a stint in the highest security prison in the Netherlands to political prominence and the odd confluence of circumstances that led her to being cancelled just last week. In 2005, Sala was arrested at Leyland Station in Amsterdam with her then-husband, who had a loaded Agram 2000, what's known as a baby Uzi, equipped with a silencer in his backpack. A few days prior, in tapped phone conversations with her sister, who was a pharmacist in The Hague, Sala tried to obtain the home addresses of several politicians, which she figured would be stored in the pharmacy computer. Sala served three years in prison for membership of a terrorist organization and a weapons charge. She maintains that she did not know her husband had a gun when they were arrested, and that she wanted the home addresses simply to write politicians' letters. Am I a Muslim terrorist? Absolutely not, she said in January 2023. According to the Ade, quote, it is difficult to determine whether Sumaya Sala was as innocent and passive at the time as she says. What you need to know about this moment in Dutch history is that society was reeling from Islamic terrorism at the time of Sala's arrest. She was convicted for being a member of the Hofstad Group, an Islamist terror network which claimed responsibility for the gruesome murder of Theo van Gogh in 2004. Van Gogh, according to The Economist, quote, an outspoken and often offensive critic of Islam, directed Submission, Part 1, a short film written by Ayan Hirsi Ali, one of the politicians whose addresses Salah tried to get off her sister. The film criticized the treatment of women in Islamic society and showed a woman with text from the Quran painted on her naked body. It infuriated many Dutch Muslims. Muhammad Boyeri, a member of the Hofstad group, shot Van Gogh eight times, cut his throat, and pinned a death threat against Hirsi Ali to Van Gogh's body. This assassination created a national trauma and, quote, catalyzed a steady erosion of the Dutch tradition of moderation and self-censorship on race and religion, according to The Guardian. And then there was quite a turn of events. In prison, Sala studied political science and, according to the NOS, became a, quote, Democrat and a liberal, and after her release developed an impressive resume. She spoke at NATO, got a degree from Leiden University, met personally with Prime Minister Mark Rutte, and even had dinner with Ayan Hirsi Ali. She developed this level of political profile thanks to her mentor, the powerful former People's Party for Freedom and Democracy, VVD, leader Fritz Bolkstein. This is a big deal. The VVD is also Rutte's party and has run the country for the last 13 years. Bolkstein and Salah met in 2011. That same year, she became an advisor to the VVD and later the party chair on terrorism and radicalization. Ajpe de Tide recounts the story of their meeting. Quote, 
When Sala speaks to Bulkstein after a public meeting, he's impressed by her. Bulkstein thinks she is smart and articulate and wants to help her return to society after her stay in prison. Bulkstein therefore provides Sala with access to his impressive political network. Bulkstein's protection of Sala kept her in the party, despite the inevitable controversy she raised. In 2022, the NRC suggested that the Vevede were stuck with her. Quote, and suppose the Vevede wants to get rid of her. What will Fritz Bulkstein, who has protected her for years, do? He is seen as a prominent member who deserves respect, but he no longer has much influence. Yet it would hurt if Bulkstein, party leader between 1990 and 1998, were to cancel his membership. Isn't that odd? Surely there were hordes of bright, young, beautiful, female, aspiring politicians who would have given anything to be taken under Bulkstein's wing at the time. Why would he take a chance on a convicted terrorist? His name and reputation were on the line, too. It could have been that Bulkstein and Sala were having an affair, as Herwilder shiftily suggested in the Telegraph, or that Bulkstein saw Sala as a daughter, as she told H.P. to Tide. But as it turns out, Bulkstein was, quote, one of the most influential people in the debate on multicultural society in the past 20 years, according to the Volkskrant. His claim to fame according to historian Martin van Rossum, was a 1991 essay published in the Volkskrant where he argued against the then-official state policy of cultural, quote, integration while retaining one's own identity. Bulkstein believed that immigrants who maintain their Islamic identity would not integrate. And in the worst case, this would lead to, quote, ethnic ghettos where many thousands of people of immigrant origin live in cultural isolation with high unemployment rates, little knowledge of the Dutch language, and little contact with the native environment. So, taking this all into account, it makes perfect sense that Bulkstein would take a bright, young, beautiful, former Islamic terrorist who renounced her past and embraced liberalism under his wing. She would have been the gold standard Muslim in his eyes. Geert Wilders, the current leader of the far-right Party for Freedom, PVV, also an outspoken critic of Islam, entered into 24-7 police protection the day after Van Gogh's murder and has remained under constant surveillance ever since, nearly 20 years. In December 2021, he gave a furious speech on the floor of the House of Representatives after he learned that Salah was still advising the Vey Day. He said, quote, I find it unbelievable that here in this building, we in all probability have a convicted terrorist walking around, a member of the Hofstad group. I find that shocking. I myself was included on the kill list of the Hofstad group. Afterwards, Sophie Hermans, Vevede party leader, said she was uncomfortable about Sala's role in the party. In January 2022, Sala resigned her role as chair on terrorism and radicalization, but remained a member of the party. And then all hell broke loose last week. Martijn Bolkstein, Fritz Bolkstein's nephew, accused Sala of stealing 85,000 euros from his uncle, in a bombshell interview in Atchipede Tide. Sala admitted to accepting this money between 2018 and 2022, saying he gave it to her for the cost of her PhD and living expenses. Her PhD advisor, Professor Kinnering, backs up her story. No one can ask Bulkstein for comment, since he was placed under administration in 2022, meaning that because of poor health, a judge ruled he was no longer able to make important decisions for himself. The Vevede immediately sided with the family and expelled Sala from the party. Chairman Eric Wetzel said in a statement, 
As a party, we have given Ms. Sala a second chance, which was not always easy, given her conviction for terrorism. It now appears that she cheated large amounts of money from our honorary member Fritz Bolkstein during a vulnerable period for him. In our view, she has thus squandered that second chance in a morally extremely reprehensible manner. That is why there is no longer a place for her in our party. A few days after the article was published, Sala filed a complaint against Martin Bolkstein for insult, libel, and slander. In any case, as soon as Bolkstein wasn't around to protect her anymore, Salas' days in the Vevede were probably numbered. And we have elections coming up in a few weeks. The current leader of the Vevede, Dylan Yesigos, also the current Minister for Justice and Security, who, based on current polls, has a good shot at becoming our next Prime Minister, promises a tough approach on crime. She said she was satisfied with Salas' expulsion. The idea of an important politician like Bolkstein taking a convicted terrorist under his wing strikes me as a relic of another time and another way of thinking. The multicultural society that he wrestled with, and for which he found his idealized version in Sala, is no longer really a topic of discussion. It has been settled that when immigrants come, they must integrate. Rota made this official state policy in 2011. These days, sometimes an integration issue will flare up, like public schools struggling with whether or not to allow prayer rooms for Muslim students. But the manner and methods of integration aren't at the top of public discourse anymore. Instead, we debate how to keep people out of the country. Which people? Asylum seekers, students, expats, labor migrants. How many of them? And via which new laws and regulations? Both the multicultural debate and the immigration crisis, today's term, are fundamentally about the same thing, a concern over the maintenance of Dutch identity and how that relates to the cohesion of society. In the 1990s and 2000s, this took the shape of questioning what to demand culturally from the foreigners living amongst us. Today, this expresses itself as a debate over how to best protect our resources, housing, healthcare, land, for people who are already here. That's all for this week. Don't forget to subscribe on Substack, dutchdeadline.substack.com. See you next time. Tote scenes.